Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. This is Anthony with Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge. And we have an amazing guest, another a really amazing show because it's so helpful. The topic that we're talking about today is going to save some people a lot of money and a lot of headache. And we have a good friend of mine, Jim Seagoss. Jim, do everybody a favor and tell us who you are, although you've already been on the show. Tell us who you are, tell you who your company is. And if anybody's in the area that hears this knowledge that you have, how they can reach out to use you as a contractor. Uh, Jim Seagos, uh, Delran, New Jersey. Uh, company is Seagos Construction LLC, certified teller installer 1619. And uh, anybody needs to get a hold of me, they can get me at abcconstructionpro at gmail.com. And I'm uh, on Facebook under Seagos Construction. Instagram, Seagos Construction Guy. All right. So the topic for today is failures. We're going to emphasize on shower failures today. So we know that in, in our industry, we deal with a lot of, we see a lot of failures. It's a lot of people out there that claim they know what they're doing. And people trust that they know what they're doing. They hire them and they just completely bomb the job, cause damage. They cost money. They uh, waste material. So today, that's what we want to talk about. Um, and from your standpoint, just give us some 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 insight on some of the failures that you've seen, uh, some of the damage that it's caused, and how you move forward from, from addressing a failure. So uh, just this week alone, um, Saturday to uh, Friday today, I had two free inspections that I went out and offered to um, potential customers in my area based off of contractors that they hired and uh, jobs that were going to fail. Um, but the first job was uh, I had a, uh, I noticed the pictures that this lady was posting on a social media outlet in my area. It was a township page. She listed that she was having issues with the contractors and uh, she didn't feel after hiring them that the work that they were performing was correct. Um, I reached out to this lady. Um, I offered her a free inspection. Um, I went by the job site, inspected it, and it turned out that everything was installed incorrectly according to the manufacturer's specifications. Um, I reached out to a, uh, another uh, certified contractor that specializes in this area and uh, had him co-sign everything that was going on. And then um, just two days ago, um, I had a contractor in my area who was doing another scope of work and another trade knows of me, knows of my reputation in the area, reached out to me and uh, asked me if I could come over and take a look at a job. Now, um, this lady reached out to a couple of contractors. This guy came in, promised her that he was registered, insured, uh, did not provide adequate document documentation on these areas and um, drug out a job that should have taken maybe a week to going on four weeks. 
And uh, when I went over on the inspection, nothing was done to um, TCNA, you know, standards. This was honestly, I've seen a good amount of failures. This was one of the worst that I have seen. This guy had absolutely no business being in these people's house doing what he was doing on that scope of work. Now, um, now, um, let me ask this question because some listeners don't know what you mean when you say nothing was done. So if you can give us an example as far as what, what, what things were missing that should have been in place for this to not be a failure. Based on the remodel that happened there, what it was, it was a full bathroom gut, okay? Down to the stud work, everything, you know, no fixtures moving, anything like that. When I first walked onto the property, um, you could notice right away that the tile on the wall was just, um, you know, layout was off. Um, the contractor did not know how to use Schluter profiles. These were just, they're not anything that's gonna throw off an actual installation, but you could tell just by looking at it that the guy had no idea what he was doing. So first so, off, aesthetically, it was just ugly. It was horrible, absolutely <laughs> horrible. The layout was off. He took, it was 12 by 24s on a brick pattern. Mm -hmm. um, he took for the top course, um, instead of uh, joining a piece of Schluter and continuing all the way to the ceiling, he stopped it at the height of the Schluter trims on both sides. And then instead of ripping the tiles down, he cut them vertically. So it was like everything was horizontal. Then you had the t top course in like three inch pieces on verticals going around. Mm. And it was just a huge red flag as soon as I walked in. Right. So I went over, first thing I checked was expansion joints on our change of planes. Okay. Um, everything was hard grouted in. That was, again, another red flag that, you know, something could have happened with expansion, contraction. Um, all of the wall tile, um, we had lippage between tiles exceeding 3 sixteenths of an inch. Industry standards, one thirty second of an inch, or uh, probably about the thickness of a credit card. Mm -hmm. So um, I took pictures of that so I could put it inside of my, uh, you know, my estimate that I was going to give to them to make these repairs um, down along the tub base where the tile met the floor, um, hard grouted everything into the tub. There was, again, no silicone there for expansion contraction. And as we know, grout does not stick to vinyl, porcelain, steel. It's not meant to stick to it. That's mm -hmm. why I use 100% silicone. Um, he had obvious signs that no waterproofing was done. I went through and pulled the uh, pipe discussions back and uh, there was no signs of anything. There was just Hardy backer on the wall. Um, the chances of him actually taping the seams were very, very slim. <laughs> right. And then uh, I even went as far as to um, around, he did not have the tub spout on. It was just a piece of peck sticking out of the wall. So he had a cutout around it, which was relatively decent size. And there was indication that he used mastic for the install as well, instead of using thin set. Mm. So all these areas right here are just 100% red flags that this guy had no idea what he was doing, and uh, that the shower is going to fail. Uh, is going to fail. Not to mention that he put three glass pie shelves that actually screwed in on the far wall, all the way across from the valves. Now um, I don't know if you saw the video 
of it, Anthony. Mm-hmm. But you could take these things and wiggle them up and down, upwards of like three quarters of an inch. No silicone used to seal them up when he made the penetration points or sealant or anything like that. And the guy left pencil marks behind where he, you know, scribed out where he was going to put these things in. Um, there, there was just so much wrong. I don't need like the top corners there was gaps between i usually you'll waterproof where your uh backer board or foam board or whatever you're using meets your drywall that way you can maintain that proper seal there was gaps exposed left out from where the schluter was to the drywall um another thing which in 20 years of being in the trades i've never seen was the top portion of the installation uh, was proud about a half inch, you know, a little bit over. Once you have the the back of board and then you thin set the tile on, you're usually mm-hmm. out off of the drywall about the thickness of a Schluter trim or bull nose, whatever it may be that you're using to finish. So it went from being proud about a half inch to coming down to being completely flush with the wall and then flaring back out at the bottom. It was extremely, extremely bad. Like I said, just one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. So, um, that sounds just horrible. Just gut wrenching to to uh to look at one, but then just to be as a as a homeowner, as a customer, as a, a client, that has to be the worst feeling when somebody butchers your project and you paid them money. That was the hardest part of that meeting as um, I had to go over this stuff with the homeowner. Um, so let me go into the story just a tiny bit further to let you guys know what these people are actually dealing with. So this whole project started because their bathroom exhaust caught fire in their uh, hall bathroom in the upstairs. Hmm. Caused smoke damage to the entire second floor. Okay. They have been living in a family of one, two, three, four, five has been living in a basement for going on five weeks now. Is this okay? husband and wife and kids? Husband, wife, wife kids. two kids, and a three-month-old. And um, they've been living in a basement for five weeks now. They want their house back. Yep. They want to be able to use it as it is. Everybody, we know what it's like when we're going through renovations with people. We try and get their house back as quick as possible and as clean as possible. Yeah. And their house has been torn apart for you know five weeks now. And then to be to have to pull her up there and tell her that the work that this contractor did is going to fail. She has to go through a court process to get her money back so she can move forward with another renovation, which is going to keep them out of it even longer. Is just, it's, you almost want to do these jobs for free, yeah. but you can't as a, as a, as a business owner, because you know what I mean? You have to, you know, you have to cover your ground. You have to make sure your business stays alive, no matter what you actually want to do, you know? And uh, it's it's one of the worst feelings in the world, man. The look on a customer's face when you explain to them that their hard-earned money just got flushed down the toilet. You know what I'm saying? It's it's tough, man. It really is. And I think it's even tougher uh, to to have to break the news of the reality of what it's actually going to cost. Like, not only did you lose money, but now you have to realize that there's a, there's, there's not a small ticket to these type of things. 
even nah. even if it was the initial, if she had reached out to you initially, this is not a small ticket item because these areas, uh, especially wet areas, are crucial to having the job done right. That's like it's letting not- letting a plumber in your house and having them mess up something underground and it failing and you having to find out that you have to get all the piping under your house dug up. Yeah. It's uh it's 2020. Do you know what I'm saying? It is not 1980s. It's not the early 90s where um we have better technology today. Okay? Yeah. We have proven methods that we didn't have back then. Do you know what I'm saying? We have systems now that are of uh better quality. Don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing the mud dogs. Those right. guys are tradesmen like no other and I respect them to any level. But even mud dogs now are using topical waterproofing agents on a lot of their shower installs. But even for a mud dog, that was proven to work. Yeah, exactly. Proven to exactly, work. exactly. And uh, what I'm getting at with that is like um, when we do these installations, man, we've, we've gone through the steps to know what we're doing with these. Um, we've gone to manufacturer trainings. We've, um, you know, we've done everything we possibly can do to assure that this is going to be a bulletproof installation for the homeowner. We don't want callbacks. We don't want to have to go back to a job that failed a year or two down the road or even a couple of months or five years, 10 years, 15 years. Do you know what I'm saying? We want to build these things so they last. And with doing that, it comes at a cost though, because to do these systems correctly, man, um, it's not cheap, you know? Um, you, you, You know what, you know, I'm not going to put any specific manufacturer out there, but you know what these systems cost when you install them yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're going to Home Depot and buying a couple of pieces of this or that. You know what I mean? We're giving them a bulletproof system that we know is going to be backed up with the manufacturer's warranty behind it. But they don't even, have to worry even, about even, that. even with that point, even if you did go to Home Depot, those systems still have to be installed correctly for oh, them yeah. to work. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. their scales, we you can go to the the lower end of the uh the 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 quality scale for materials, but even those have to be installed a certain way for them to guarantee success. Like oh, absolutely. Most people that are installing these that are having these failures don't realize that manufacturers have specifications on how the products are supposed to be installed. Mm-hmm. They're going by what they've seen somebody do or somebody they worked for or whatever it may be. And that's not saying that that's the right way. I've reached out to contractors in my area still doing those traditional systems and said, Hey, you should really go on this site. I'm not trying to be rude, put them on blast, you know, talk down from the hilltop or anything, but I'm like, you should really go to this site and it'll explain to you because this is, you know, not the proper way that you should be doing this. You really want to be doing it like this, 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 and this. And the couple of contractors I've reached out to is, oh, blah, blah, blah. I've done 75 showers in the past two years. Da, da, da. We warranty our projects for, you know, two a years year, or whatever it may be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Two years. And it's just like, dude, you know, you can only do so much. The, the best thing you can do at that point is trying to educate as many customers in your area as possible. And that's let what me, me and a lot of the guys are trying to do. Let me ask this. Um, and it's different. A lot of people don't like uh, hearing that, you know, different prices, different areas. But 
if you can uh, or if you have the information, were you able to find out how much that customer spent on that shower? I don't have the actual information. Mm-hmm. I know that um, between, I mean, it was a decent sized bathroom. It had a double bowl, 60 inch vanity in it, a nice, really high tub inside of there. The tub alone was probably, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars vanity. I would guesstimate at another 2,500 on new drywall throughout floor tile, wall tile fixtures. I would say all in, they would probably around 12 to 14, $16,000, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, depending on what the contractor charged them. Right. I don't know that. Right. You know that's, what I'm so that's, saying? That's, that's a guess. I mean, and the reason I asked that because I wanted listeners to, to, to get a feel for what, uh, just in this particular situation, what the customer may have paid in, in comparison to what, uh, they could have expected, uh, just for them, but just for some of the listeners to compare some of the numbers that maybe they're getting quotes on some of the numbers that maybe they have, they've spent on their projects to, to give people an idea of it's certain, it's certain price ranges that you can expect problems from. Like if well, my I was project, just, yeah. If my project waiting, is in this yeah. price range, I can expect there to be something wrong. I was waiting for you to get done talking so I could say that if a contractor comes in and tells you he's going to remodel your entire bathroom for three thousand, five thousand, six thousand dollars, it's unrealistic. And that's right. just on the that's that's on the labor end of it. Because yeah. you're going to get the lowest grade where he's doing pretty much everything uh, that he thinks he knows. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, in my state, I have to use a licensed plumber. You know what I'm saying? That alone is a hit on my budget right then and there. But it also guarantees that the, the project's going to be done right on the plumbing end. And you should be getting that through your contractor as well. Right. And um, it unfortunately costs money to do that. I know with me, my base, base, base model of bathrooms, you know, not, you know, me supplying setting materials and a couple other items what's going on behind the walls i'm coming in now at my baselines at about eleven thousand dollars just for the labor end of it and providing like uh you know foam board for the walls and a couple of pieces of drywall maybe some thin set i'm starting at it about eleven thousand dollars and that's for a basic shower and there's there's people that jaws will drop when they hear that number there's people that that would gladly pay it too but with that they're getting they're getting you know, anywhere from a 15 to a 25 to a lifetime warranty on the product that they're getting or if something does go wrong. Okay. Um, nothing in this world is perfect. Sometimes things happen. Okay. But they get that warranty where they know if something does happen, it's, it's going to be taken care of. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I've never had a failure. Um, I had to deal with a failure about nine months ago on a job that we did about three years ago. All right. Um, the glass guys, when they were putting the custom glass in, uh, we had our quartz overlapping and uh, we had not siliconed underneath of where the quartz was going yet while they were putting the glass in. They were going to silicone everything at one time. Mm. When they were notching out the quartz, they must have compromised the waterproofing on the corner of the bench. Okay. Yeah. Um, customer called me, said, Jim, we have some water coming. Um, I don't know 100% where it was coming from but that's my project 
Okay. Right. I assured that customer that we were, it was going to be taken care of. And we ripped out the entire area. We redid it at no cost to the customer because it happened while I was on one of my job sites. Right. It doesn't matter if it was a glass guy. It doesn't matter if it was this, that, whatever. It was my job site. I'm responsible for it at that point yeah. because I told the customer that he was going to be taken care of and we made good on what we were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me ask you this. Uh, now, we, we, we've been kind of uh, kind of emphasizing the, the customer. From contractor side, what kind of advice can you give the fellow contractors that are dealing with these situations on how to move forward? Say, say I go into somebody's house and I'm giving them uh, an inspection. I'm doing an inspection. I have to break the bad news. At that point, am I selling myself or am I just informing and saying, hey, look, if you want it done right, I'm an option. You don't have to use me, but this is just what you need to do. Like, how, how do you move past the initial inspection of it's a failure? You're going to have to change it up. I, the last job that we were just talking about, um, the one that we were talking about was one of the worst I've ever seen. Okay, the guy had no business doing anything. I had no intentions of even trying to sell that job when I went over there. It was because it was five minutes away from my house. Um, that's, that's a neighbor at that point for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I had no intentions of selling that job. I went over there more so just to look at it and let them know that if it was indeed going to fail, that they did not use it and cause further damage to their house. Right. I educated the customer on the proper ways for an installation to be done while I was there. And she told me that she wanted me to come back and fix it when everything was, you know, the smoke cleared a little bit, I guess you could say. Right. Um, obviously, um, some customers do not want to go through the entire process again or go through courts and everything like that. Um, I, this particular one does want to take that route because she feels she's entitled to her money back, which I 100% agree with her. Right. So I'm going to do everything in my power to show that the contractor that did this work was 100% incorrect. She deserves it. Do you know what I'm saying? She deserves a good bathroom. She paid for it. Yeah. Now, I had about four years ago, I, did a, uh, I got called out to do a hall bathroom. And while I was there, they asked me to take a look at the master shower. Okay? They had it done seven months prior. They had not been using it for four months. Okay? I ended up having to rip this entire shower out that was only seven months old because anytime they ran it, it was leaking down into their uh, family room from up above to the point that we had to rip the entire ceiling down. Hmm. Um, the stuff that I found on that job, same thing. Contractor that did other stuff took this project on. He didn't know what he was doing, got in over his head and tried to make it work. It did not. It failed within a very, very short amount of time. And I offered the same thing to them where if they wanted to try and get their money back they could but they were just like you know what just fix it we don't even care at this point and uh i'm actually that customer reached out to me after four years and wants me to go back to the house to do more work on another area of the house do you know what i'm saying yeah so i think um from 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 a contractor standpoint uh what i'm hearing is the best way that we can move forward is just to educate. Now educate. these are the things that we should already we should already be doing it. It's before to, you even pull the trigger on a project. Yeah. Um, customers need to know if they're making this big of a investment, 
um, like we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago. Bathrooms to do them correctly are not cheap, okay? That's a big investment for somebody. Um, the customers on their end should be taking it upon themselves to be checking references, to be checking people's work, to make sure that you have a legitimate contractor that has, you know, registered, licensed, insured coming onto your property to make sure that you're covered on all ends if something like that does happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to go and give somebody, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of my hard-earned dollars if I don't know that they're going to do the job right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to know that that person's going to be, I'm, you know, I, I don't do fences, okay? And my wife is bugging me for a fence right now. She wants to move the yard around and extend our backyard and everything like that. Oh, look, same here, same here. I'm calling right a professional now. in for it, bro. <laughs> right, I don't do this. Because I don't do that every day. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Accountability is huge too, man. We've been talking about that a lot in the time yeah. industry recently. You know what I mean? Um, these guys need to know, you know, that they can't be taking on jobs like this that they're going to get sued over, man. We really got to get this education out to customers, man, to, to do their homework before they, they pull triggers on jobs like this. Do you know what I mean? Know I mean, what kind of system you're getting, your warranty, this, yeah. that. And it's know? because there's too, there's too much information out there. Too much information out there to be uh, blindsided by something. Even if there's, there's, there's projects that I, I go on and I'm giving away information. And I think at almost every estimate, I tell everybody, even if you don't hire me, I don't know if this is a good practice or not, but even if you don't hire me, make sure whoever comes in here hits these few points with this project. Yeah, I do the same exact thing, bro. Make sure you get same this Same exact done. thing. If they're not talking about this or they haven't mentioned it, move on to the next. If I'm too high and somebody else comes in lower than me, I don't mind anybody saving money. But you know what, Anthony, though? Done With right. that being said, bro, um, I don't have competition that's doing things the correct way. I consider them part of the same team as I'm on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's We've, collaboration. You know, we're, we're pretty tight-knit in the, uh, the tile community. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people know a lot of other people. And you know where I'm at in New Jersey. I've got some yeah. rock stars out here, man. Right. If, uh, if I lose a bid to one of these guys or something like that, I, it's it's not going to bug me because I know the job's going to get done correctly. Yeah. You know, you know, I got Carl out here. I got, I got Metton. I got Ken. I got John Roberts, Derek Martin, Donnie Del Pena. You know, I got guys out here that are, that are doing their thing out here. Yeah. And uh, if one of these guys gets these jobs, man, I'm not going to be upset about that. That's, that's, that's putting, you know, I know the job's going to get done right for the customer and um, it's putting food on their table. It's a win-win for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to bug me, you know, if one of these guys gets a job that I put a bid in. You know, I think, I think, um, I think for the most part, I think we've covered uh, the points that we need to cover on failures. Uh, and I think two takeaways can be can be uh, noted from 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 this show. From a customer standpoint, you have to do your homework. Simple as that. Have to do your homework, and not only do you have to do homework, uh, from what we're seeing, you have to do a better job of doing your homework because customers are just not doing it. They look at the they look at the 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 total price 
And that's all they're focused on. I mean, if anybody takes anything away from this on, uh, on the customer standpoint, you know, the best advice that I can give you guys is to, like, like Anthony was just saying, do your homework on what's going on. We have restrictions that we have to follow for a proper installation, okay? There's tons and tons and tons of literature out there that you can get to with a couple of clicks of your finger on your smartphone to figure out what a proper shower installation is supposed to be like, the way that products are supposed to be. Ask your, ask your customers about it. Are they using expansion joints with 100% silicone, this stuff, you know? It's, it's you know, you guys really need to play your part to make sure you're not going to get taken advantage of. Because though we like making money, we have to make money to do what we do. Uh, we do not like coming back to you guys and telling you guys that the money that you just put out was completely wasted. It's one of the toughest things to do as a contractor, yeah. especially when you relate with these people. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's really really tough to do. So what 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 nugget should we leave for the contractors? Oh man, the ones doing good or the ones doing bad? Let me ask you that. It's- we got to address them both. <laughs> right. The ones doing bad, stick to what you guys do. Know your limitations. I just got a call from a rep locally, and he wanted me to go out and – or he asked me if I'd be interested in a project that was beyond my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Okay? Could I use the money? Of course. Anybody can always use the money. I turned him down because it's – I haven't focused on that part of it. I do typically – interior remodeling and this was an exterior project my product knowledge on it uh the standards everything is not where it's supposed to be yeah i knew my little limitations and i i turned it down because i'm not you know i'm not crossing that bridge to the point that i'm going to make him look bad make myself look bad for me thinking i know how to do something that i may or may not know how to do could i have done it possibly am i willing to put my reputation and everything else on it without educating myself first Absolutely not. Now, going on to the good contractors, um, what we need to do as a whole is we need to unite everything with within this uh, this trade, this industry. And um, there's a lot of us out here already trying to do it. We have to educate our customers. Um, you know, go through and you know, even if you have to, like, I'm not going to say put people on blast in your local areas, but show them why. You're, you're the best choice because you're doing these things to industry standards and proper installations that are going to hold up for, uh, you know, the life of a shower for a customer or whatever you may be doing over there. You know, um, I'm getting with some guys in my area in the next few weeks because we're tired of it out here. And uh, what we're going to be doing is um, kind of going through a checklist on what people should and should not be looking for when they're look, going into renovations like we're talking about right now these are questions that you should be asking your contractor when he comes through and he's promising you the world to make sure that you're going to get what you're supposed to be getting um like i said we have a couple of good guys out here we're going to link up and we're going to do something about in our area to kind of weed these guys out to uh to try and save future failures from happening you know and there's there's contractors out there that uh they don't like that because their bread and butter is failures. Like that's what <laughs> they do is, is repair stuff. And if that stops, it's like, Hmm, my work kind of slowed down. 
uh, there's more money in uh, installation than there are failures, gentlemen. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, I think we uh, I think we covered it. Uh, this this uh, failure uh, topic is going to be a four part series. So we'll have um, three other shows from three other regions in the U.S. So we can compare uh, the areas and see see what what's going on, what's what's trending in the failure world, and how people are addressing it, and if there's uh, some common ground, because we might just have a, a countrywide problem that, yeah, <laughs> that needs to be. I'm really excited about about hearing what everybody else has got to say around the country. Um, you know, based off of these podcasts. Uh, I saw a couple of the guys you have coming on. I'm pretty excited about it. Like I said, um, we've seen on a lot of the forums that we're on, a lot of these failures that people are posting on some of these groups on a daily basis. So I really want to see what's going through these other guys' heads, how they're handling it. And I can even learn some stuff from them. You know what I mean? Hopefully somebody can pick something up from what we're talking about here today. And we can all come together, like I said, in that unity, man, and just make it a stronger trade overall, you know? Next week so, we're gonna yeah. we have uh I mean part two is gonna be with, with uh Drif- Jeffrey Strahan. He is located here in Louisiana, so he's gonna be our down south guest to uh to give us some insight because he's always doing repairs and showers. So we wanted to see uh what it's like in, in the, the humid part of the world on what's going on with these failures, why they're failing, and how we move forward with it. Cause it's it's a lot of it's it's a lot of failures that have quality products that are being used. It's just not being used right. Yeah. Incorrectly. Yeah. So I appreciate you being on the show. Give us uh, all your info again. So people can, can follow you. So people can reach out to you and, and see what's going on with Seagoss construction. Uh, Jim Seagoss, Delran, New Jersey, 215-620-6248. It's a phone number. Uh, Facebook, Seagoss construction. Uh, Instagram, Seagoes Construction Guy. And uh, Anthony, it's always a pleasure coming on and talking with you, my man. I really it was a uh, good time as always, my man. You take it easy. We will get, uh, we'll, we'll connect on the next topic. Oh, yeah. Sounds good, brother. Uh, thank you, man. Hi, my man. Have a good one. Huh. Floor Masters. Yeah. Check it out. It's the Failure Series Part 1 with Jim Seagoes. The freestyle express the beats funky like Fritos. Failure's the topic that's starting to be pretty common Some guys doing great and some guys out here bombing The East Coast, the West Coast, we wanna hear your comments Next week, the guest is from down south with the pilot I don't, that wasn't, no, I don't really like it Comments, pollen, yeah, that sucks Sorry guys, I'll catch y'all on next week's episode And we'll be better on the freestyle If you heard something on this show that you like like, subscribe, share, follow us, give us a rating, and stay tuned for next week's episode on the Failure Series Part 1.